1: I would wait until the show about to start to start fiddling. How's everybody doing? It's me, your host Nate. Can y'all hear me? Everybody can hear me. Okay, I can hear you fine. So, um, we're back after a brief. Well, after Monty's brief hiatus, he was uh, sunbathing nude in the sun uh, in the DR.
2: That's the best way to bathe.
1: You that's went to you
2: the VR, it. right, Moni? Yeah, that's where I was. Now, the question is Did you get done on both sides?
1: He did. He did. He flip flopped What well, we'll stays in the VR? What happens in the VR? Stays in. <laughs> uh-uh. They got you on OnlyFans, Moni. You ain't know?
2: A <laughs> piece of blurred. You all right?
1: <laughs> did you get your um? Did you get your good massage down? I did. I got a massage in- on Monday. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, was it a happy ending? Because they be giving happy endings in the Caribbean. When yeah, I paid them, so yeah. <laughs>
2: so So, oh, well, so what oh, you yeah. saying was that you was you was basted generously. You were It was a generous basting.
1: With a cocoa. generous. <laughs> but uh we have an interesting show today uh blue has shown up um his bamboo door knockers on (laughs) and we have another special guest a blast from the be exposed radio's past one of the uh alumni of cocktail social miss karen gilmore is joining us today also hi and we'll be talking about her organization, a number of things coming up um, around the city and, you know, throughout the city. Um, it is free fall. So go on to the free fall Baltimore website and go pick you out some free dates. Um, it's a lot of free events, all types of art, educational events. Some are family friendly, some are not. Um, and you can definitely get a free couple free dates every day of the month. Uh, for the month of October, and I guess, it, and I think it goes into uh, November as well. So go on that website, get some great shows. I've already picked out a couple shows that I'm a, you know, I'm gonna give some of my my date some culture. You know, some of them gonna be lacking a little culture, so I'm gonna bring some culture their way um, <laughs> on the free. I say I got the entertainment, and you get the meal. That's my uh, <laughs> that's my deal for the month. But um, also. If you haven't already checked it out, today was a official uh, press release for the You Thought I Was Him project, a project that we've been working on for like 10 years now. It just (laughs) feels like we've been doing this for a long time. But we officially have dropped the press release and that'll be out and I'll be putting it on all all of our social media pages after this show. Um, So definitely get your ticket. It opens up November the 11th opening night. We have assembled a nice group of gentlemen really talented, hardworking young men. And it's gonna, you gonna laugh, you gonna cry, you gonna clutch your pearls, you gonna lose your breath at moments. Um, All down at the Arena Playhouse at 801 McCullough Street. Um, So definitely get your tickets. Go to the Arena Players website um, and get your tickets. And I'll be posting that again on all our social media. But uh, we have some interesting topics today. Um, I'm not a quitter, but I think I quit uh, last Friday. I mean, it's been a very interesting week so far. Um, A lot of stress-free living, waking up nice and easy, birds chirping and such. Um, (laughs) uh, And then we have Blue, I'm sure Blue got some announcements. So if we can bring Blue on real quick. Um, I know he has um, quite uh, quite a few announcements. And I think if y'all missed the (laughs) Funktopia. What? I was waiting to say, what
2: announcement other than the fact that I'm expecting that's the only announcement that I have is that I'm with Child. As um, I'm, yes.
1: As always. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> but um, during our brief break from the artist exchange, um, we got to see Blue uh, Full Out and in, in, in Raw and um, in Stilettos and in the Good Funktopia Project series. Um, where were we at this time in Funktopia, what, what, I forgot the name of your, your lounge?
2: Uh, we were at, it was Star Love. His
1: lines already.
2: No, 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 honey, honey, honey. It was Star Love. Star Love. At, yes, that's what the name was, and you was at Bluecephine Shakers, that's Blue what I was Blue at. Shakers Blue
1: Lounge. Blue
2: uh, yes. And it
1: was very interesting. We got to hear some phenomenal singing. Um, uh, Stephanie, uh, tell me Stephanie's last name again.
2: Um, What is it? Um,
1: Williams. Williams. Stephanie Williams. Phenomenal job. She tore it down as the android who got woke. Uh, uh, Miss Christian Harris, Rachel, um, Miss Michelle Weeks. Uh, all of them, and what's the other? I'm missing one young lady, two young ladies. Uh,
2: um, Mazel, what really? Mazel, Christine, Christine Mazel.
1: And what's the? It was the other young lady uh, that was singing along. Uh, with Oh my her. goodness!
2: I I wanna. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't
1: think of it right she's now. A, she's a uh, boom worker, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then this this calabash of hip hop artists that just took the scene and took the space. It was. It was really one of my favorite ones out of the series, actually. Well, thank Not you. me. Well, it wasn't true. It was everybody else. But, but like, this one was really um, interesting. This was at the new voxel space. Um, uh, Jonathan Gilmore and his squad, his posse, really uh, had Christian displaced um, as one of the first, uh, one of the biggest performers. Uh, that is coming through there. They've had blame me like one or two shows since they opened up over the pandemic. But I was thoroughly impressed. Um, and you all, Jonathan, y'all did y- y'all thing. We had Navasha come out and share a little bit of love. It was just, I just want to know, um, can I get on the payroll? Because if you're paying all these people, you got to run for one move.
2: Uh, Well, first, who said we was paying anything? There you go, just assume. assume. This is a uh, liberation front. This is about, This we freely give out talent.
1: Next time, maybe next time. (laughs) (laughs) You said you you were doing community service. This This story was kind of wrapped around, blue was the spotlight uh, this time around. So how was it? You've been... gracing the stages of baltimore in the past
2: year it was fun the story i actually i this was i've loved all of the stories but this was my favorite this was definitely my favorite it had nothing to do with me but it had everything to do with the, the actual story itself
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and i enjoyed it was a, performing it was a nice you know, story uh-huh
2: i like that i enjoy performing you know i enjoy putting on a heel. Every a t- mm, him and some mm, makeup mm, and some mm, lashes. You know that, oh, KK. Oh, we, yeah. I love to put picture. on a... I love did to put on the picture?
0: lashes, too. No, I, I did. I wasn't able to make the show. Oh, show
1: was like, It was the same night. I, I was so worried because they had blue big tall booty up on this table yes, and high on heel platform shoes. And I just knew that was... I knew that was it. I thought when that was...
0: Were
1: they the patent leather ones? Yes. The five inch? I yes. thought that was it. I thought it was it. He was tiptoeing on top finish. of that
2: table. But I just thought one I wrong Jimmy, Oh, no.
0: He's
2: a pro. I ran. I danced. I strutted.
1: I was comfortable with you on I the I ground.
2: When you were on the floor,
1: I was good. It was when they put you up on that platform. I thought
2: this is it's the over. day blue takes a tumble
1: <laughs> and that's cement baby that's cement down there that's not no wood
2: yes. no but it was, it was definitely it was definitely a a um a phenomenal show it was mm. definitely the music was good the energy was good on both days and the first really? day was, the first day was they were you could see the shock on everyone's faces But the second day, that was a loop for real. That was a hard day, and I I had a good time.
1: I should have came on the second day, but I was working. That's the hard part about being an artist with a lot of artist friends. You kind of, everything kind of overlaps, but Mm -hmm. I made sure to get in there on the opening night of it. But it's a lot of great art going on in the city. Um, Thanks to our mayor and a number of people who have been fighting for years for the arts, there's finally an open door where we're all getting funding and the opportunity for funding and not just to the same group of people as they used to be, but we're all getting a chance. Um, and I believe funtopia was largely in due in part to uh, a lot of grants and a lot of sponsorship that typically was not afforded. To many of us, um, so I'm loving the city that we're in now and get it while it's hot because that pendulum will swing back the other way. Um, and hopefully it we're still in a space where we're prospering because of this time, but um, they definitely have opened a lot of doors since the pandemic. I mean even right before the pandemic, a lot of funding has been opening up. but um us go jump right into it I'm gonna introduce Miss Karen. She's on here to promote her new organization. Well, it's not so new, but it's official. It's yeah. official. She's officially launching it now.
0: Yeah, it's still in its building uh, phases. Um, mm-hmm. First thing, I am nurturing it. I am excited and afraid at the same time. It is a good afraid to be. Um, mm-hmm. The auntie's guild. Um, the auntie's guild, uh, basically, basically, our mission is to provide strong Black women uh, mm-hmm. resources, respite, and relief through relationship. And you probably mm-hmm. wonder why did the air quotes, and it's because um, strong Black woman is a label that is often given to um, a certain type of woman in the Black community.
3: Mm-hmm. What
0: you don't realize is that it is a label, and even though it is like one of those labels that is revered, like oh girl, you so strong. Who says you're right. strong Black woman? There has actually been research done that discovers that they call it the schema of the strong black woman, where it actually leads to Mm -hmm. mental health
3: issues. Mm
0: -hmm. Black women um, leading to like over trying to
3: live up to that
1: that title.
0: Not only that, but yeah, trying to live up to that title, so you tend to go within. You don't reach out when you need help, Um, Mm. and people often you on like Facebook and stuff check on your strong friends. And mm. the first time I saw that, I actually had to laugh out loud, like, oh, for what? And mm. they reached out to the strong friend, you asked them, how you doing, girl? You know what you gonna get? I'm fine. Yeah. When really, they dying for real.
1: Breaking apart.
0: Falling apart.
1: I just I just went to a... Uh, Tracy Jiggis is, has started this program called Breathe, Stretch, Reflect. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, her first one that she did was she was given... Um, Thanks and praise to a lot of the mamas that have surrounded her during her time of struggle recently, and uh, Mama Cheryl uh, said, uh, "There's nothing wrong with calling yourself strong because even strong people need to be recharged. They need, you know, to lick their wounds sometimes, and strong people aren't without struggle." Um, And I never thought about it that way because I know both men and women, black. Men and women, we we are seen to be supernatural creatures that you know can do anything, can withstand anything, and and we try our hardest to live up to that. I think, and I, it, it hurts us because we don't ever take that time to be vulnerable and right. feel things and and understand that we we are in pain or we are going through a struggle. But I think that's a great and phenomenal mission. Um, I have to say once again, thank you because uh your your this cuz it's a family kind of grown organization um and christmas i believe we were in a pandemic was we still yeah. in a pandemic <laughs> it was 2020 you, I supported one of my friends and her family at a moment where they had had a fire yep. um her brother passed away right after that um mm-hmm. so she was going through a lot of just Stuff being a single parent, you know, trying to get four children through private school, you know, really doing it on her back, being that superwoman. Yeah. And your, um, you and your family really came through. And it, it wasn't even about the stuff, but it was the fact that somebody was paying attention to her. Yeah. And after you left, she's she's not a vulnerable person outwardly, um, but she really absorbed that. Yeah. And it was. I know we didn't have a lot of time to sit and chat, but it was. I, I thank you, and she thanked you, um, for doing such a phenomenal, thankless uh, thing. Like she brought all these toys, and it it was just it it was overwhelming to me to watch that. Like it was. So I thank you again, and I know this organization is being done from the heart because you don't have to do stuff like that.
0: Yeah, if I'm I can, really I would I would like to tell you like the way that it came about was because of that. I was I am a single mother. My 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 baby is 23 mm-hmm. now, but at the time I was a single mother living in Cherry Hill and mm. I was going to a church. And um there's a lady in the church who she, you know, she was a really kind and loving and sincere and genuine woman. Her name was Eutha Steele. And one day, she she was the only person who I would let me who I would allow to say my name the way she, she said it. She said, <laughs> Kurt, meet me at my car in the parking lot. And I, I'm like, okay, I didn't know what was going on. And so I met her at her car. And when she lifted her trunk, she had groceries. Mm. And she knew how prideful I was. She was like, this is for Corey, my son. Mm-hmm. She mm. knew that the only way that I would accept those groceries was if she said it was for my son. What she Mm -hmm. didn't know was how bad I needed those groceries. I Mm. wasn't going to ask nobody. Mm. I wasn't going to ask nobody for help. Mm. Those groceries were in that trunk for me that Sunday. And what she did affected me. And I carried it. I carried it. That lady died in 2021.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And I carried it. And this has been my love letter to her as far as the giving aspect of it, the way that I want to help support other strong black women is my love letter to my mother and to my aunt in that aunties do what mommies don't do. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that, yeah, you got your mom you can probably talk to your mom, but it's something different about the way our auntie will grab you up and talk to you. They'll chastise you, but they'll teach you in the way that they chastise you. So when you get together with, with your aunties, your sister, friends, your, your grandmas, your all the Ooh. strong women that you know, there's a way that we come together at a table where you can right. talk and you can be eating and having a conversation, but you'll get exactly what you need out of that one session. And that's what the auntie's guilt is. When we come together for our little our little meal and our little drink and our little gab session, you can walk away with anything from the name of a good gynecologist to a babysitter to a prayer that will carry you from this month to the next time we meet again. You know what I mean? And I just feel like that's what some people need. You need an opportunity to just take that label off, take the weight of that label off and just be a woman for once. Cause even, even I always make the joke, even superheroes got a gang of people behind them that they can turn to when they need help.
1: And it's pride and it, and and hearing you, you tell that testimony, like it, it reminds me of um, it was a proverb in my, my, Mother used to say this to me all the time, because I keep stuff inside a lot. And I think it was a when pride comes, then, then comes disgrace. with humility comes wisdom. So if you open yourself up to what you think will humiliate you, mm-hmm. it will actually be the the test. and it will actually give you all everything that you need, but you just yeah. gotta to open yourself up. You there's nothing like a friend coming by asking you out to dinner. And you know you ain't got nothing to eat or no money to pay for. Mm -hmm. And and my life has been a series of those individuals and those types of blessings because you just, it's at the least moment, but some of us that are so prideful, you got to break that down and understand why you are and get through (laughs) it because it's going to block every blessing that's supposed to come your way.
2: I think that is historically for black people. That is, our act of defiance, especially for people here in the um, United mm-hmm. States. During mm-hmm. slavery, um, it, that was a way of us saying, you know, that was the, you know, fuck you. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to let you see us crying. We're not going to let you see us broken. We're not going to let you see us. And especially for women who have, um, you know, uh, you know, um, they've had to bear the brunt. Of the family, because the black man has been so broken, you know, for so Mm -hmm. long, and Mm -hmm. you know that was by design, you know. And so the reality, what comes with that is, is you know, what I look, I can bear the look. I'm gonna bear this load on our backs, and even though my feet may be bleeding and you know I'm aching, I'm going to, I'm going to continue on, and it's it's detrimental. As you said, it's detrimental um, emotionally. It's it's detrimental psychologically. Mm -hmm. And it manifests itself in the physical form. So, you you know, you realize that you do have um, some emotional concerns or some psychological concerns. Um, It's in your body. Now you have the disease or this ease And it's like, you know, you don't realize these are the things that has manifested over... Time it's generational, mm-hmm. so yeah. a lot of what we're seeing these days is not just because of you know a single parent household. no, this has been going on for years and years and years, decades and decades and decades, it's and true. so it's, it's important beautiful. that you know agencies like this you know um, um that they begin and that they and that they receive support. I'm really like you know, I'm absolutely proud of the fact that you. And um, your family have decided you know family and friends have decided to do something because we've been even in this like I said, there are so many people that are dependent upon social agencies that are burdened to the point where they can't they are no longer helping yeah,
3: they're doing yeah. more harm
2: than good you know mm-hmm. um and so these agencies that were supposed to be the way that it was designed and the way that it was Worded, and it it would appear is that they were supposed to help. But what we found is is that they're they're doing as much, if not more, harm um, to these individuals that they're supposed to be helping,
1: yeah, and, yeah.
2: and or lack of helping. You know, um, and that's
1: what it now. Recently, a lot of people have found themselves cut off or not even able to get it. The people who really need the support.
2: Well, you know and the, and uh, even with my story you know like i said i um the reason why I became the i i went down the road professionally that I went down was because when I sought help um I was treated with such um um, um disregard mm-hmm. um and and that's a message that to i can only imagine a uh, um a young mother or a mother period a woman period seeking some assistance and t- being told that you know um you don't look like anything's wrong with you, get a yeah. job. You don't look mm-hmm. like you're hungry, go to mm-hmm. a soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. And only to go to those soup kitchens and being told, or those churches and being told that because you're not a member, we can't assist you. Yeah, yeah. You don't come to our church, we don't know you. Um, right. Or yeah. to go to a, a homeless shelter and be told that in order for you to spend the night here, you have to give me some money. Well, where am I gonna get that from? So now you're out here and you're doing things strange for some change so that you can rest your head someplace. These are some of the narratives of the women that you come across, these young girls that you think are out here and you know they're doing things for 20 and 40 dollars. It's because they're out here struggling and trying to survive. So okay, having tomorrow. Space is-
0: <laughs> and, and don't don't get it wrong, it's not just people who are financially unable. This is even for the the professional lady who's got it all together. She's got it all together on paper. But emotionally, mm-hmm. it's a whole, it's a mess, it's a whole mess. Like, um, I know the, the paper that I, I keep referencing, it's, it's actually um, a journal from, oh, can I get it right? The Psychology of Women Quarterly. Um, and it talks about one of the outcomes of the schema of strong black women is this thing called maladaptive, maladaptive perfectionism. Where, yeah, yeah, Jack, it's real, where you, you have to, basically, you always got to have it all together, no matter what. Mm -hmm. You basically are a dressed mess. It looks good on the outside, but it's a whole mess. And it's so that you can put on this presentation that I got it all together. I got it all together. I can't tell my girlfriends that, my life is a wrap or that I'm depressed because they know me as the one that has it all together. So I can't fall apart. I can't go to her. Her marriages are not, She's coming to me for, um, for support. She's yeah. coming to me for advice. So now you that my situation is back, right. I'm always the shoulder. I'm always the shoulder. So now that I need who's going to pour into me, mm. You you don't really, some, some of these ladies don't really have that network, like the religious, they don't have the church or they don't believe in psychology, They don't, have, or they don't have access to mental health care. So who do they turn to? So they're suffering in silence, a lot of them.
4: So, a if, Go ahead.
0: Oh, so when you have a, a created friend group or a network, or if you grow into a sister circle or a tribe, as we're calling it, you begin to find that resource. Even if you're coming into the space, if, you know, when we have like, social events like a biddy's brunch or whatever um when you come into this space and you're just able to sit in a room and see one you can be in a room full of women and they not tearing each other apart that it, it doesn't look like the real housewives of park heights oh. you know what i mean Jeez. that you can be in a room and everybody is straightening each other's crown you know what oh. i mean that that this is what real sisterhood looks like some women don't know what it's like to have a sister some women don't know that you can be in a room with other women and we make each other shine instead of taking each other. That is not a competition, that is really mm-hmm. all love. I had a young lady who came to one of our events who, before she left, she was like, This is such a pleasure. I've never been in a room with this many women and felt like I belonged before.
1: Mm. So, it's, that's it's heartbreaking. That's, that's, it's heartbreaking. That's why I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Because that's all I was seeing, and 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 even even not to take it out the attention off of your topic, but now those same programming, that programs that we saw that was tearing the women's image down and uh, putting seeds of hate and distrust, in, they've created those same type of platforms for men now.
0: Oh yeah, no, you're still on topic. You're Mm -hmm. still on topic. There are categories. They have categorized black women. You have
3: mm-hmm.
0: the strong black woman, you have the Jezebel image, you have the mammy
3: the image, go.
0: and you have the sapphire.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: the mammy is the one who caters to everybody. Her life ain't right unless everybody else is right in the room. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Jezebel who is, and the mammy is like looked down upon the most. The Je- and this is according to this article, the Jezebel. Nobody really looks down on a Jezebel because that's a whole other thing. Black sexuality, sexuality. woman sexuality, women the color sexuality.
3: She's either empowered.
0: empowered, she's either mm-hmm. empowered, or her sexuality is a means to an end. Like, hey, that's Antoine down the hall. He gonna mm-hmm. help me get my rent money, and I'm just mm-hmm. gonna give him a little bit. It ain't, it ain't all that serious. It's, it is what it is.
2: Womanhood have, has become her power. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: And her sexuality is her own. Okay. Then you have yeah. the sapphire. The sapphire is the image that is currently being pushed out into the mainstream media. That's this lady who's snatching her dignity out the air, as Ms. Kim Coles would say. That's the lady mm. who is not in touch with her emotions enough to recognize that I'm not really angry. I'm embarrassed. The one who mm. has to yell that young lady. Mm-hmm. That's the sapphire image that we're getting all the way around. Unfortunately, that's what's being fed to our, our babies. That's what's mm-hmm. being fed to other cultures. That is the image that's being portrayed about women as a whole, Black mm-hmm. women as a whole. And that's not all of us, but that's the broad brush that we're being painted with. And then you have the strong Black woman who is the revered. She is the top tier of Black women to the point where you have women of other cultures going, I'm a strong Black woman. Mm-hmm. It's, it's highly revered, but it's that's a it's kind of like it's sickening it creates a sickness in us, not to make it like a victimization, but if we can't get it together to a healthy place where we can i guess find a a work life balance, it can make mm. us really ill we We need to find balance within ourselves from four years old. we are taught to put everybody else ahead of ourselves pre k. Yeah, put everybody else ahead of ourselves. Don't nobody have time for your tears. You can cry in the car or the shower, but you cannot cry in this situation because stuff got to get done. So,
2: and I, I so think one of my, you,
3: go ahead, Blue, go ahead, Blair.
2: I And it's really interesting that you say, when you say strong, because I think, the, um, again, that defiance, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 they kind of make defiance as a synonymous with strength. Right. And the reality is it's not. And that a lot of the false narrative of what strength is or what it's supposed to look like is something that is being perpetuated. And so I feel like, you know, and just hearing what you're saying is like, you're not supposed to. It's a sign of weakness if you cry. It's a sign of weakness if you you fail. You know, in reality, Mm -hmm. that's not the case. It's a sign. And when you admit that you need some assistance, that's actually a sign of strength if you if you learn from your failures that's actually a sign of strength if you're able to you know what i mean so if you're able to um ask for help or disseminate jobs like look can you do this because i know this is something that you're good at doing but i know that i may struggle with that (laughs) that's actually a sign of strength and so it's like when we when we really start to dissect the, these um, these schemas that you said yep. earlier, then we're able to really go back in and say, hold on, let's reteach some right, of the stuff right. that we've been taught.
0: Right, because resilience and strength is one thing. Resilience, yes, resilience is something to be applauded. But like you said, when you look at, at weakness and the display of emotion, I mean, yes, emotion, the display of emotion as a weakness, as opposed to a display of humanity, that's
1: a problem. Right. And what that's is, how I, I can speak for my own self. I've looked at emotion. Right. The display of emotion as a sign of vulnerability. What is scary to me, and prior to us coming on live, I was sharing with Karen that I had left, you know, my job because I was watching. I This year, I was the uh, art instructor. So I was teaching pre-K through fifth. And I was really watching... A lot of these young ladies, and then I would watch their mothers come in and their parents come in, and I was seeing the same problem, but nobody was, nobody was trying to fix it. And and as somebody who was being affected by it, I was expected to just deal with it. Hmm. And I've watched this over the years. I've been teaching in school since I was 23. I'm 39 right now, and I've watched this problem start with, you know, a couple couple to now every other parent if not every three parents it's a problem and is in and, and nobody is addressing it in a healthy way everybody has an opinion and they're speculating on it but nobody has a solution nobody and, and the solutions that you find are really ones to to dress it up you know the, the tons and i'm not speaking about anybody's organization but we're dressing up the problem we're we're making the women pretty on their exterior and helping them on their exterior but nobody's doing anything about the rottenness that's getting worse on the inside and i'm speaking from a family full of women who i i know are suffering with this today today like it's it's a problem today and i grew up with those women so imagine the type of man that i am watching that growing
2: up and it's it's partly because um some they don't know how to effectively do that um Mm -hmm. and then there is you know when you um there's resistance you know because it's it's unfamiliar and it may be uncomfortable and so what happens is is that when you have to relearn something you mean you know that's that's not always an easy process, especially well, when it's something it. they you're even so
3: learning, used
2: to doing, it. Yeah. right? It's, mm-hmm. You're so used to doing it, and it's it's to the point where it's become easy to do the thing that is that is breaking you down, um, as opposed to you know mm-hmm. taking the time out and being patient with yourself mm-hmm. and learning how to okay, this is how I um I'm I'm being aware. This is how I'm taking care of myself. Yeah, and, right. in or, and, and the way it looks is, is if I'm able to help myself, then I'm able to help those individuals in my life that see me as strong, because then I can reteach them how to help themselves by taking care of themselves. Right. Like right. The but,
1: really, it. but it feels like, in and, and that's all of our struggle too, but when you're in the thick of it, it feels like taking the time to learn those lessons, take Shoot out of survival mode and but that's I, where I, your I support sister that. come
0: that's when that what? circle comes in mm-hmm. of people who you women who you know have your back regardless you know who your sister circle is they might not be blood but you know you got that one girlfriend who's like no go ahead i got you go lay down i got the baby you know when you go around your family you got that one auntie that will come grab the baby out your arms to say girl go ahead i got the baby go ahead Go
1: come ahead, go, go, be young.
0: go ahead guys. those people who have not discovered those people yet.
1: To,
0: that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. To, find, to let you know that there is an organization that is growing as we speak. Mm-hmm. Come, come out to an event, see what we're about, learn that there are women out there. I I'm I can only speak about my family, and that's why my family is at the core of it. Mm-hmm. Know that. When I'm going through a hard time, look, we got you. I see that you're going through something. It's okay. It's okay. You go through that. We'll take care of this over here while you go through that. And when you're done, we're going to be here for that too. We're going to correct you when you're wrong, but we're going to chastise you in love. It's going to be okay. Not all of these ladies in the organization are my family. Mm -hmm. Not by blood anyway. You understand what I'm saying? And we're growing when you find like-minded women who think the way that you think, but can, who can also say, that's not right. No, what you're saying is wrong. That's, that's not the right way to do things. Or have you considered that there's another way to go about what you're doing? When people can speak to you in love, who can correct you in love, can show you other ways, who can expose you to things that you might not have otherwise been exposed to. It's tribe life. As far as I'm concerned. I learned that being around Blue and some of his
3: friends. Mm -hmm.
0: I've been exposed to things that I might not have otherwise been exposed to and been corrected in love on the side, not in in front of nobody. It ain't no big scene. You understand? I'm saying, come here, let me talk to you for a minute. You get a a quiet moment. I want to share this with you. I'm not passing judgment. I just want to put this in your ear, give you a little something to think about. I love you. It's done. What you choose to do with it is on you, but that's how family is supposed to go. That's how your sisters keep you and grow you. I got a friend who I've been friends with for 25 years. We'll talk every day. It ain't no Kiki, less brunch type relationship. But if I've offended her, if I feel like I've offended her, I'm grown enough to go to her and say, did I offend you in any way? And she can say, yeah, I felt some kind of way. You
3: was tripping. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a check on me. Sisters can do that. That comes with maturity. But
0: you only learn how to grow. You can only grow like that in safe spaces.
4: But
1: and I was, try I to create safe have, space. We have individuals in their 50s, 60s, and 70s that haven't grown to that space. And, I, and I'm asking you, how, what strategy or what is your plan to deal with those individuals who can't take that tap on the shoulder? They don't know how to receive that. They don't receive that as love. That if, is you, and, and, and there's a lot of triggerers. That's That's abuse. That's you harassing them. That's you disrespect. They see it as disrespect. It's not love to correct people anymore or to check people anymore. Everything
0: ain't for everybody. And you can't mm-hmm. catch your pearls before swine. All I can do is invite you. All I can do is invite you. If you come out to the meetup, And you feel like that's not your vibe okay Mm -hmm. be blessed enjoy but if Mm -hmm. you come around and you're attracted to the love that we have by all means join us we're not going to force you you can't force love on nobody if 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 it's a change that you seek then you'll come along Mm -hmm. it's just the knowledge that we are here if you're if you you know what it is to want change You know -hmm. know what it looks like when what you're looking for, when you find exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know what that feels like. We're here for that. If it's not something that you're ready for, we're not going to force you. All you can do is eat the fish and leave the bones. That's it. I'm
2: dead. I'm I'm dead, sir. I am saying, honey, I love that. All you can do is eat the fish and leave the bones. That's
1: all you can do. Hmm. You know when you're not vibing. So what is interesting, so I invited you specifically today, one to really support you and really help you get out the word because that that the only thing that makes me cry is when I want I'm ready to fight or when I see somebody doing something unselfishly for someone.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, that it just it that frog in your throat, it just (laughs) watching that just You know, and not even being able to take my mind off in the midst of you grieving, you were still able to give, and that showed me compassion on a whole different level, because you didn't know me that well or my friend that well to be that giving in that moment. That is what I I like to see. That's the type of person that I am building myself to be, and I try to be as much as I can be in my life. But today, it was actually on the opposite side. So, the issues that you are speaking about, it has to be addressed on the opposite side when we talk to men. Because, uh, again, whether you're talking about gay, straight, whatever, purple, gray, tall, skinny, it, one begots the other. And we have, we're continuously raising generations of people with these same toxic ideologies. Mm-hmm. And and falsehoods of who they're supposed to be as individuals, um, and it's and, and it's like the chicken or the egg. What what side do we fix first to help the other side? I, I really don't think you should have to choose, but I think organizations like yours, are taking a stand. So I need to take a stand mm-hmm. on my side and do what I can with the people that I can reach. Yeah, but well. it, it just feels it feels like it's an ever-ending blaming cycle. So how do we break that cycle?
3: I think you
0: do it the best way that you can. Like one of the things that I'm noticing is that you know how they say hurt people, hurt people. But you you can only you can only speak what you know. And the um, analogy I use I don't know this is such an obscure movie, so I don't even know why I keep referencing it. But have you ever seen the movie Now with Jodie Foster? Mm,
1: I've heard of it
0: there's this movie called now please go watch it um <laughs> in the movie the main character is in this really like far out wooden cabin cabin I'm gonna say in the foothills of the Carolina mountains like she's isolated and she was isolated in the cabin with her mother who suffered a stroke right mm-hmm. so if you can imagine a deep woods mountain carolinian accent right that is affected by stroke right
3: Mm. imagine Mm. what that
0: sounds like so when this man discovers now she's speaking english Mm. and it don't sound like what everybody else speaks because she's been taught how to speak by her mother who has Um. a deep accent affected by stroke so she's saying stuff like um Skew in the belly, Lilton Ooze, Lilton toes. Nobody knows what the hell she's saying, even though she's speaking English, because she learned it from a woman whose speech is affected. Mm-hmm. So I liken that to how our girls are raised to behave and to speak to men and to interact with one another. You have a generation of women who have been taught to speak and to behave by a generation of women who have been affected by disease, and I'm using the uh, using it, you know, loosely, and mm-hmm. you know, and damaged. They're damaged mm-hmm. emotionally. They're damaged financially. They don't know how to cope. They're immature in their behavior and in their and their immature period in the way that they deal. And you've got a fourteen-year-old who had a baby, who had another baby at 14, who maybe had a baby at 12. You've got all of these immature babies, and the only way they know how to react and deal with people is out of their emotion.
1: Mm-hmm. Nobody
0: has corrected them.
1: And that's limited.
0: And Right. And limited in education. Mm-hmm. And they're raising children. you got generations of these children who are stunted in growth and maturity and, and education. And they're mm. out here in the world pretending to be adults. I, interacting
2: no. with the other sex. And go then, ahead, go I ahead. was I was about to say it's also we have to be mindful of who's doing the measuring. What are we measuring that in comparison to? Um, you we, it's not our children that's going up into school shooting and killing people. True. Just because, you know, in mass. You know, we're not arming ourselves with AK 47s and 40s and things like that, and bombs, and building for zombie apocalypse, but taking it out on elementary school children. I don't you know,
0: now here lately, Blue, you've got people going up in school with guns, and they look like us.
2: And the funny thing is, that's the, and again, who are we comparing ourselves? What are we learning from? The culture that we're learning and stuff that we brought on to ourselves, that we're taking on, it's not inherently ours. And that's the, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the illness in itself mm-hmm. is that the old things that we were able to, that, that whole village, that, that, they say that's an African tradition. That's mm-hmm. an African behavior yeah. that is inherently black, that we were uh, the, the village mindset. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to go to your biological family to find family. Yeah. Your family was anybody that was in that neighborhood or in that area with you, you could be fed. You could spend the night at their house. We don't have that amongst one another. And what you're doing is something that mm-hmm. is, um, that is uh, kind of, like you said, That is a reminds you of what, how things used to be.
3: Yes. You, know, I mean,
2: you, um, um, you didn't have to, have to rely only on yourself. You yep. learned how to, you know, I was taught, it was funny because I was cleaning greens. And I was cleaning greens with a man, a young guy, who that did not me,
1: uh, Did you say did you put my plate to the side? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was just those those, those those greens are gone. Because if, if you good if you got a good country southernness in tea, you know they're not gonna last long. But um <laughs> I was teaching him um, with fresh greens, you know, and you know how to you know, um, shuck them, you know, take them off the, the, the stem yeah. mm-hmm. and, and roll them up and cut them yeah. and yes. wash them down. But well, they don't come
3: and,
2: out the can like that? No. baby, <laughs> you, that's disrespectful if you talk about putting in some canned greens into right. my house. Especially my greens Chicago. taste like glory greens, honey. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I was telling him that, the, and he did not know how to do that. And I remember mm-hmm. me growing up. My grandmother God sat me in the kitchen with her. Mm-hmm. And I watched at one point. And then be, be, before you knew it, I was helping out, yep. you know, um, learning how to do these things. And we don't have that in this generation where people are willing to. One, it's because... Grandma in the demon- club. Grandma yeah, in the club. And then things have been demonized so much that pe- our trauma, we leave without trauma. So yeah. when you see someone showing some compassion or wanting to take a young person under their wing, the first thing you think is that they're a pedophile yeah. and that they're trying to molest or do something wrong yeah. to your child. But, but that's it's, not it's,
3: it's
2: always true. So I'll say in my generation, we, we
1: saw the ends of that happening. So we had recollection of it. But I had to, even me being a teacher, I had to realize the because I teach elementary school, the parents of my students are not in my generation. No, Most not. of them. And I that messed my head up because I I in my mind I just thought, you know, I remember my teachers being my mother's age, but something has happened differently, more so now. And a lot of these people don't have that ideal. You know, somebody in their family may know how to do those things from scratch and be community and be village but the majority of them that's my child don't touch my child but the funny
2: thing about don't, don't. it which mm-hmm. you don't understand was that was the therapy when we were cooking even though i was learning how to cook it was the conversation that you got them that little bit of wisdom you started mm-hmm. talking about today. Mm-hmm. how things were going in your life, what your dreams were, what your fears were. But you were making a pot of beans and you were learning how to season the smoked meat so that the pot of beans, you didn't have to add all of that stuff. But you were doing it in a way where, and they were checking on you in a way where it was indirect. And the fact is it's like, it's like with these young people, and I absolutely agree with you, um, um, Nate, this, this generation don't have those individuals, but everything has been weaponized. You know, discipline has been weaponized. You don't have to beat the mm-hmm. hell out of somebody in order for them to learn, because it's that's what discipline touching. is it's actually about. Them. It's actually about learning a lesson. So you mm-hmm. may, it may not be pleasant when you receive it, but at the same, it doesn't have to be a beating.
1: Not even no. a lesson. The, the idea of accountability is gone,
2: and that's not just true. in our
1: children, but in adults. So you yeah. feel like you feel like you can bully me and 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 jump up at me and disrespect me or steal from me and i'm I'm supposed to keep my mouth closed. I can't snitch. I can't seek justice. I can't stand up for myself. and if I don't do those things, i'm cons- I'm considered weak mm-hmm. like it's, but, it's, it's, but it's, I think it's so confusing
0: it's a lot because it's I think a lot of it started. It's so many, it's so many overlapping things. It started with um not being able to discipline your children where the child could call the police and claim child abuse. It started with the teen pregnancy thing, um, where people, I remember 12 year olds were getting pregnant. Then you had um, I remember at our but that's age.
1: That's not new though. I don't
0: know those, I, things are those used, But
1: that's those, a part of our culture to be
2: that young. But that's whole. Oh, but what? the funny thing is, it was different. It was a different era. And what era. happened is, is that when they were having children young, that was an agricultural era. It made sense. Mm-hmm. You needed exactly. more hands on the field. You don't need that now. So it doesn't make sense. That but really that, this, to, to speak to that, even that shows that we don't have anyone passing on our history. Mm-hmm. to make it make sense for young people because then it makes sense okay we had families that started off young because we needed that large family because we had to work for ourselves so it wasn't we couldn't go and hire um, um 13 people to come tell our land for us we had to do that right. for ourselves and so it makes right. sense it doesn't make sense now and in terms of you know the way that um. This, I, I, the parenting, the way that the teaching is, and everything. There is no foundation to any of this mm-hmm. stuff, and so we have these individuals that we're producing in mass that are limited. They're unable uh-huh. un- to do the things that we. I mean. I'm looking at the young, um, this generation now. They have no real understanding of what it means to be emotionally mature, and they they don't know that's how to be, they, they don't know, know how to with one another. And so, it and right. when we try to, as adults, talk to them instead of us talking to them in a way that encourages growth, it, it's a tear down. And so now it's a trust issue, that's and right. it's becoming a bigger, uh, a huge huge valley between us, the the adults and the young individuals, because they have this mindset where um, we can do it on our own. Think of it, you said those Mm 12-year-olds, there's a lot of parents that made their children have babies at 12 years of age as a form of punishment. So then you you have a child that you don't even like. You have a baby Mm -hmm. that you don't even want. Because this was our way of Saying this is punishment. This is you. This should, is the lesson. This is, this is the lesson. You want to be fast in your ass, and the reality is, they weren't. Developmentally, they were where they were supposed to be. The hormones were developing. What was lacking That's was right. the information. There was the no dragon. education. Yeah. So you so these young people. We have a we have a legal system that doesn't even align with the developmental system of the individuals that they are supposed to be protecting. So you mm-hmm. got these fifteen year olds that want to be out here having sex because their body is developing and their hormones are developing, but what's not right. developing is their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. where I they see. are emotionally and adults
0: the community relationship with adults like. Like you said, there there is fear among relationships with adults between adults and children. Like oh, not, every, not every relationship is one that is inappropriate. Like sometimes you need that outside person to sit down and talk to the child just so that they can have the freedom to express themselves in a way that they may. That's why the after-school programs were so important, because you had people who they could be accountable to, people who they could talk to who could say, oh no, that might not be the best idea for you. Who could mm-hmm. be guidance counselors, basically unofficial guidance counselors, who could lead them in the right direction? Like we don't have that anymore for our kids. No, they're taking stuff like that out like, of schools. Yeah,
3: stuff
0: the- there, like what you were saying, Blue. When you cooking with your grandmother, there was more to it than just the cooking, more to it than just the conversation. <laughs> you learn a lot about a person just by being in their space. You can get a sense for their mannerism. So if you spend enough, if I spend enough time with you, Nate. After a while, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to know when you're off, when you're not right. Mm-hmm. You're not quite yeah. yourself. You understand what I'm saying? These uh-huh. kids, I saw a clip of a child that was off her rocker in a classroom. I did not know what was wrong with that child. But the fact that that child flipped out when that teacher closed that door said more to me mm-hmm. than the child ever had to open up her mouth and say. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? We Something has to give. Something has to give where we need to be back in community with one another, back in relationship with one another.
1: But we don't know how to communicate with one another. So that makes it it's very difficult.
0: Hel- if you know what? One of the things, the simplest things that I witnessed, I was in a store and I make it a habit, one, two, when I approach people, whether they bag in my groceries or I see them, how are you today? It's as simple as. How are you t- How is your day going? So many people are caught off guard by that simple mm-hmm. question. How is your day going? Are you having a good day today? Whether it's the person in, in the restaurant, at the supermarket, opening my door. Hey, how are you doing today? People are, are so caught off guard they will even pause before they answer or they won't answer at all. Hello, mm-hmm. I remember when I was little walking down the street, my mother would be like, Hey, how you doing as we walk by? Mommy, do you know that person? No, I'm just saying hello because it's nice to be nice. Go back to the to the grassroots of the thing. If you have communication with people, open that up so that you can recognize another person as a human being.
3: Maybe
1: well, many of us have had that figuratively or literally beat out of us. I was naturally that kid, but in my adult life, I'm not. I am not that person because circumstances or Stranger you know, danger. So family have said, you stop speaking to everybody.
4: Stranger danger.
1: The ones of us that grew up in the 80s where it was mm-hmm. people killing people kids or natural. Natural. No my yeah. mother, she did she never beat it out of me, but she made it a point. No, we're not gonna be that
2: friendly with people.
3: Yeah.
1: But we're not, we're not gonna be that.
2: And and that goes to even t- it's okay to, we don't, even with the niceness how mm-hmm. to effectively set boundaries yes when is enough or too yes. much you get what i'm saying okay yeah. you get with the difference between a good touch and a bad touch and being right. okay with saying no and, and being okay with receiving time. no mm-hmm. you get what i mean yeah. like we got boys that will beat the hell out of a girl because the girl won't give him his uh, the girl won't give her his you yeah, know, yeah. we got girls out here use weaponizing the judicial system because a boy has found a new girl. He no longer is interested, so he's going. She's going to go there, and she's going to say, "Um, he beat me, or he tried to rape me, yeah. because he didn't give me the right attention." It's you know, you like, know
1: where I learn a lot of these life lessons, and it's the weirdest place. And I, I sometimes I just watch them on YouTube. These court shows. Mm. Oh, yeah because some of these judges, you can tell they've been through life. And I know some of it is smoking mirrors for TV purposes, but some of the information that you hear, I what Blue just said, one of the judges, it was a, a boyfriend and girlfriend, and the man basically said to her, so well, we can be friends, but anything else, I don't want it. And the girl, her response was, you really want me to get ugly in here? And the, off, the judge said, no. He's telling you he don't want to, right? And he said it in nine different ways, and you're not hearing him. So we we when when don't when the guy throw the bottle across the street at the girl for not stopping or not giving her nothing, nu- they're hearing disrespect. And I had to I had to accept that they're hearing you disrespected me, because they've gotten a warped sense of entitlement. Like they deserve you, you better give me your number. You better, you know, do what I tell you to. Like we that's that's what our children are being raised in. Friday when I walked out, it was due to a parent who felt that out of her class of 32 students, I suppose I'd given all my attention to her. So she made it her business every single day, even if I didn't have her child that day, to make it seem like I did something to her child. Because in her mind, I'm going to get you out this building. And then so for me, I was like, I, I forgot the stresses of being a teacher. And I made it a point to stay just so I could prove a point to her. And then Friday, it was just a I can't do that no more because who hurts you enough to, you don't know if I got a family at home to feed, take your child out to school. It would be so much easier if you did that.
2: Versus trying to get this one teacher taken out to school. But that's my point. And that's what I'm saying is that because there are no agencies that are actually there to help in a way where it is nurturing. One thing about it that you said, Kern, uh, you, you know, that it requires, the, the, I always use this analogy when working with individuals. Relationships are like um, 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 flowers, are like anything that you plant. Mm-hmm. It requires a, 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 a certain amount of attention. It requires nurturing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, that's what's lacking in a lot, is that there is no nurturing. Um, there's a because lot of... There is the
1: people, no trust. But Blue, the people who are who naturally do that, the Karen's of the world, they have
2: given up. Or they've been demonized. They've been create. They've been made to look like the, a bad person because yeah. their methodology isn't accepted by the mass. Yeah. Oh, you strange. You so, so, so You're too compassionate.
3: Yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? You, you're not supposed to do that. And we've Mm -hmm. gotten to the point where we are no longer regulating our own lives. Um, We're not setting the standards for ourselves. You know, um, even as a professional, there is a professional me and there's a personal me. But my personal me will never be dictated by what I do professionally. One is what I do for money, to feed Mm -hmm. myself. But it does not dictate who I am as a human, who I am as a person. That is my foundation. And we Mm -hmm. don't use that. We don't have that. And that's the problem is a lot of people don't even know what that foundation is. You Mm -hmm. know, and it's not, I don't want you to be me. I don't want you, but I do want you to be able to Mm -hmm. commune with those individuals around you in a way where you're not doing any harm. And that when you see someone out and they need some assistance, you're not in your head about providing somebody with some food you leading them to some shelter or, or giving them a helping hand. You're not sitting back with your phone watching somebody being robbed and the shit being kicked out of them. You have some humanity within yes, yourself yes. to say, no, stop that. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean, no, don't do that. You see a kid mm-hmm. walking down the street barefooted without no place to go and their clothes are tanned. You don't just drive past them because you think that that's a crazy kid. You have some compassion and something
1: yeah. to say what's wrong are you okay, there if no you to, oh, okay. But but there's no compassion but then we're at least two or going on three generations where that was talked out of us you that's that's something that you don't no do. no no
0: i'm sorry i have to disagree with you very very strongly because um, it doesn't take a whole lot for you to not that you have to directly involve yourself but you know how you were taught very early on about officer friendly you were taught very early on on how to how to ask for how I went to the I had to go to the um to the state building,
3: the mm-hmm. state office
0: building the other day, and I got out of my car right there where the um the subway lets out for the state office building. I got out of my car and I was walking towards the state office building, and on the on the wall where people can sit, there's a a homeless guy. I'm assuming he's homeless, mm-hmm. sprawled out. the the position he was in would lead, it led me to think he was dead. Now I Mm. I had enough distance between me and him, but I slowed down to make sure that his belly was rising and falling. All right, in my slowing down, I noticed that his pants was down around his thighs and he was exposed, if you know what I mean. Okay, Mm. so I wasn't going near that. But I also noticed that he had blood on his hands. So could he be injured? Could he be near death? I don't know. I know better than to walk up on him. I do know that. Mm-hmm. But what I also noticed that bothered me to a very great deal was that I'm right there by where the subway lets out. There are people walking by this man. There's a lady sitting on a bench with her back to this man on her phone. There are people having conversations. There are people ordering lunch. Police
3: officers.
0: It wasn't a police officer. I will say that. Mm-hmm. All these people are around this man. I don't know how long this man had been there but he was there i went inside and i had to ask the security guard like hey there's a man out there and you know he looks to be in bad shape can you call somebody oh i don't see him he's right there he's behind the food truck okay he did call somebody the police officer came by sent him on his way great he's alive i'm happy with that but the fact that that man laid out there Mm -hmm. as long as he laid out there and people were just going on about that day like he wasn't even there like
1: but, but again, Karen, we come from different generations where you would at least look into, even if you didn't do anything, you looked into it. These generate like the early 30s, 20s, they have been talked out of that because parents have said, and I'm not displaying it on parents, but society has said, that's not your business. Mind your business, do what you're supposed to do. How do you know? How do
4: you
0: walk by and know that maybe somebody could be dying, or maybe somebody could be dead? And all you had to do was make an anonymous nine one one call and keep it pushing, and could have helped that man. How do you sleep with yourself at night, knowing that? Some people sleep sleep so
1: peacefully, though. Some people sleep so peacefully.
2: There's Uh a whole series on Netflix called Dharma, and it's there. I saw it. It brought daylight. It was right there.
1: I'm (laughs) the neighbor. And, and the, and, <laughs> the and, but, that, but notice it was that one person. Everybody else may have questioned it, but she was the only one. And it's that insane. person is actually two different people that lived in that community that that one lady represents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, that ain't my business.
2: thing. And that's a common thing. And the thing mm-hmm. about it is, is the distortion is minding your business. Is what you're supposed to do. That's the reality. That is the social norm. That is yeah. the acceptable behavior, and that's what's been promoted. The reality mm-hmm. is, is that that's the that, that in itself is the toxic behavior. That is the that is the stuff that is tearing us apart. And the reality is is that for a lot of like you said, for a lot of females, um, I used to work with females, and um, me working with females, one thing and it's it, it was actually Really good that I was able to work with the females because it, I was able to hear what they were saying. You know, a lot of them wanted the teaching. They wanted the discipline. They wanted the structure. They just didn't know how to receive it. And the fact is that they were receiving that message: the anger, that um, that 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 aggression. That was yeah. what they were being taught. Yeah. That was what they were being. And so they were only manifesting and displaying that with that which they were taught. They didn't know any other way. They right. weren't provided with any other options. And I absolutely enjoyed it. But unfortunately, a lot of them were hurt. Mm-hmm. And their method of dealing with the world around them was from a hurt space. Yep. Yeah. So instead of you saying that I don't know how to love you, then I am going to swing on. You or that I don't recognize this love. I've I've never had this before. So I don't know it to be medicinal. I don't know it to be healing. So my response to that is to fight. I don't see you as trying to help me because it just doesn't look normal to me. What looks normal to me is if you call me a bitch. What what looks normal to me is if I am objectified. You see me for my ass and my titties. You don't see anything else. Right. Even though I am artistic, even though I am intelligent, even though I'm, a, a, I'm articulate, you don't see any of those things. Those aren't the things that are valued. And so what happens is, is that even if for me, when you are being compassionate or when you are being real, because I, am not, I don't subscribe to keeping um, a child in a child's place, I right. subscribe to teaching a child how to live in the world around you yeah so they have to survive and so when i deal with my young people or adolescents it is not i'm not teaching you how to be a 13 year old when i know that next year you're going to be 14. i'm teaching you how to think on a level of an adult because guess what you're going into an adult world and you need to you need to learn how to swim if
1: you want to join this conversation definitely give us a call the phone lines are open four four three six four two nine four zero three because we got a lot to say okay. <laughs> it it it's a but it's and I hear you Karen, because these are the things that I say I was raised literally across the hall from my bedroom was my great grandmother's room so a lot of what you say is in me like I still rock and rub my knees because it's just in me right but a lot of people a lot of my friends didn't didn't even have a great-grandparent that they knew. Right. Or there was still a lot. So a lot of, even the values that a grandparent would teach you. Because I had a useful grandmother.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But it was just a lot of stuff that you still, a lot of these students don't know. I have a, and I don't call, I used to call it a habit. But I address my students as Mr. and Ms. And I'm they a man and it. sir. I'm I'm a and sir. They hate it. That's not my name. My name, not Mr. My name, not Miss. And I and in my mind, I didn't understand what was going on because that's how my teachers addressed me. Right. So I did a lot of the things that in my elementary and my middle and my high school teachers did to me. That's right. that that shaped my pedagogy. Right. But a, a lot of these people can't, like Blue was saying, I don't, I don't think of myself as a bitch or hoe or whatever, but because that's what I'm used to, Mm -hmm. I'm more comfortable hearing that than, what's up, what's up, miss? How you doing today? What the fuck you want? And that's the response you get when you're being genuinely respectful. People don't know how to receive that anymore because they have not been used to that overall. And it's just not for everybody, but a lot of it, it's it's hard to say, but they're not used to it. But I refuse to let,
0: somebody else's dysfunction yes change what how i live i'll put it like how you
3: govern your and life how mm-hmm. i cover
0: my life so right. i i choose to operate and some it's very very difficult in today's time i choose to operate from a place of love and i mm-hmm. think that is the reason why i i think the way that i think you know mm-hmm. what i mean so if you if you if you, if I say something to you, hey, you know, good morning, sir. You know, how are you, sir? And you go, what the F you mean? dinner oh. It wasn't, it wasn't an insult. You know what I mean? I, I, mm-hmm. I'm I doing my, if, if they misread it, then I feel like we owe them an opportunity to understand where you coming from.
3: You it's know what I mean?
0: Because, and the reason why I say this is because you can never unhear a thing. Mm-hmm. So if they never hear it again, at least they heard it one time from you. And mm-hmm. again, all you can do is plant the seed. Maybe it'll grow. Maybe it won't. But yeah. they can never unhear the thing. So if she, what the f you want? I don't want nothing. I mm. just wanted to show you respect. That's Absolutely. it. That's all. Have a great day. That's it.
1: So let, let's let's kind of do, let's touch on the opposite side of this conversation. So to talk, today's topic was actually a man's struggle. Oh, wow. Um, And it was polar opposite, but the same conversation, actually. Okay. Uh, But one of the things that I kept seeing on TV, on podcasts, and just culture and in general amongst the people that I know, there's a meanness or anger rather towards Black men. Justifiably, in many cases. A little off in other cases. There's a there's a podcast that I feel compelled to watch. And this woman, she's a comedian. And she used to, I used to adore her as a comedian, but now I understand what's behind her jokes. It's her disposition towards men because of the men that she's had. Mm. You know, she held her virginity until she was like 27, 28. And since then, men have shown their ass towards her in many cases. For her, the way she talks about men is disrespectful. Like it's just, it's disrespectful, even if it's justifiable because most of her statements are generalized statements. It's not the men that I know, the men that I've come across, the men that my friends have, that I've seen. It's just men in general and I find it hard. And we've talked about this before. I find it hard and very uncomfortable to be in a classroom I just talked to a principal, my principal at my old school, uh, and and we she stopped me because of a parent teacher meeting we had just had. And normally we had a meeting, and she dismissed everybody, and I go back to my classroom, the parent leads on, but she made me sit back she said, Nick, what is what is the problem? I said, a lot of these women come into these buildings and when they see me or when they see a male figure, they all of a sudden, put on their their sorry Karen their Karen face, and they become you know the best parent. And I would never, and you cannot talk to my child in this way. And they become this different person simply because they're talking to a male. And I don't see my woman counterparts, teachers, being treated that way. Their discipline is seen as nurturing, okay, where mine is bullying or harassment and it is uh, we've been in this uncomfortable place for a number of years now and i'm not going to simply blame it on me too but we've been in that space and that was like a, a explosion of it but we've been in that space and i am uncomfortable around women often because i don't know how to navigate that. speak or act or react or or nurture or give insight or wisdom to Without being seen as Bill Cosby. Well,
2: well and <laughs> I the, really don't. I don't think, I think that's a historical thing as well. I think that mm-hmm. if you look at it in terms of how men are depicted, men aren't normally depicted as nurturing. Um, mm-hmm. In the realm of any of those professions that require nurturing, it's dominated by women, nursing women. So, when you see a male in a nursing field, it, you know, he's going, the chances of him being seen as, you know, uh, creepy or, you know, sexualizing is going to be heightened, you know, because of the fact that he's a male, you know. And this is a field where if he does something, he's going to be under different types of scrutiny. The same thing in the teaching, mm-hmm. prof- teaching profession.
3: profession.
2: Yeah. The same thing in social work. Um, the same, any of those nurturing fields. It's going to be considered when you are under a different scrutiny because of the fact of your gender. And mm-hmm. the fact is, women are given passes. I remember what stopped me from being a teacher was that primary fact that you couldn't do as a male. I could not. I couldn't interact with students the same way my the female counterparts could because I mm-hmm. was liable to be. It was it's easily construed, you know. And so it's it's unfortunate but it's a reality and the fact is is that right. i had to many times defend my position on how i was approaching things because it was easy for it to be villainized
4: mm-hmm. you know
2: and so i'm, I'm it's, i say that to say that um it's taught me that i now lead with what my intentions are so that it's not construed. That you don't sit back and say, well, the way, the way that you're doing this, or the way that you're doing it, what's your intentions, or whatever. Because, unfortunately, men who are in nurturing fields, because there's not a lot of them, there's not mm-hmm. a lot of representation. And when they're right. represented. But they're I, the, what I said to my principal, what the I said to her, her It's way... usually from the, through the lenses of females. Right. And so. Or the men that are doing it don't necessarily, it's not a lot of representation,
1: unfortunately. But what I I said to her, I said to her, uh, the recruitment process for a male teacher, the verbiage was simple. We need more men as teachers because a lot of these young people don't have positive male figures in their life. And Same thing for nursing. Nursing, we need more male nurses. And typically, they're hired so they can be the muscle. They need to lift, help lift more of these people. So you bring men for not their intellect, for what they can strength bring strength to a situation, but or I they can think, bring an absence to a situation. Go ahead.
0: I would think for especially in a school environment, because, and this is just me speculating, because I I I really don't have any you know, real knowledge of the situation, but. I would think that in a school environment, by school now being like a second home environment, you got mm-hmm. the female teachers who are very motherly and, and nurturing. You would think that they would want male teachers in to bring the structure. And this is anecdotal on my point, because I had my when I was in school, we had uh, Miss Gant and Mr. English. That was like our mother and our father. This mm-hmm. was back when you could still dis- get disciplined by your teachers. That's how old I am. Um, Mm. <laughs> but you know, if you have the the men who I respect in my life were not emotional men. Yeah, the women could come up with all that got 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 got, got but the response that would, they would get in return is, "Are you done yet?" Now that you're done, I'm going to speak. You know what I mean? There's a, a certain level of structure that you can have all that emotion. That's great. I understand your emotion, but here is what is going to be done. Period.
1: But you can't you in today's world, you can not as a male teacher and and I am there' there are variations of what that means and right. the exceptions. But for the most part, you can't do that anymore as a male teacher. You can't because establish that thing structure and, in your
0: classroom.
1: Because structure equates to discipline. And apparent discipline is my job. That's not your job.
2: But see, that's because we have um, we we've been misinformed of what discipline looks like and yeah. what it is. It's the, I've been well, they're, they're
1: defining discipline based off of their trauma, not right. off of what discipline really is, but, but here, based off of their trauma.
0: But here's the thing: when you send your child to school, you send you send your child to school, and you relinquish your control as a parent over to the teachers. No, i
1: this I'm is, telling you, that's not what they do. This well, why not? Is because not if your child don't lie, you won't
0: hold the teachers accountable.
1: Most of these parents are sending their children to school to be babysat.
0: Okay, well, when you send your child to the babysitter, you relinquish your control of the child over to the babysitter for the amount of time that you've allotted that child to be there.
1: Well, Ms. Curran, Ms. Gilmore, you I'm are just, logically I'm, thinking. I'm hurtful. just. <laughs> you, are, you, you have a lot of logic up there. Okay. You were expecting that same logic to now be birthed into a generation of people who are from uh, a crack era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who
2: no, but I don't are... think it's that. I think mm-hmm. that it's, it has nothing to do with the generation, it has everything to do with the society the generation is in. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of what they're being done, what's being, what you're seeing, is a product of the stuff that's been constructed. You know, um, yeah. the, the, the a lot of the, the ages, the reason why parents aren't disciplining their children is because of the social laws. Yeah. All right. All right. That has nothing to do with the generation. That has everything to do with the laws that was constructed to regulate these parents and tell them what they could and couldn't do. With
3: their children.
2: And, and with their children. Yeah. Right. So the then the, th- then the thing is, if you don't, it's so crazy how, you, you can see if you st- take a step back and sit still sometimes, you're able to see things. And mm-hmm. for me, it took me going through and being in the world to understand what institutionalization, institutionalized slavery looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reality is, is that if I tell you that you can't discipline your child this, this way, and then because of your resistance and opposition, you say,
1: you raise my children. What have I created? Do you, Karen, and I know your child is of age now, but do you know how many types of therapists are in a building now with children? They have more therapeutic resources than they have academic ones. I can imagine. Or resources. I can imagine. So they have a, a licensed therapist, a social worker. Uh, emotional wellness individual. No, no uh, guidance counselor. Just an individual that's giving them verbiage, helping them, yes, but giving them verbiage to become aware of what abuse is. So if something happens between a teacher and a child, they have something to weaponize. Right. The teacher gets analyzed first. Well, let's, let's understand the behavior of this teacher. Not what caused my behavior, which we caused the the behavior of the teacher or adult, but let's let's analyze this teacher first yeah. and tell them how to deal with this child versus this child just slapped the shit off this teacher, yeah nobody nobody
2: does anything to get slapped
3: mm-hmm.
2: nobody but see, the thing is is that in the real world, and this is why I This is why I move the way that I move, And it's unconventional. It's Mm -hmm. not traditional. It doesn't, many people would think that I'm, you know, I'm absolutely, I teach from a real perspective. I'm a realist. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that the world that you live in, isn't the world that's in your head. It's the world that you actually live in. And you can't go about doing things in this world and think that people are going to accept your behavior. One, people don't see your emotional or psychological scars. They're not gonna give two fucks about that. What they're mm-hmm. gonna see is an adult and they're gonna respond to what they see. So if you're mm-hmm. out there and you're acting out because you've been allowed to act out, chances are situations where you have police officers just pulling their guns on and you are shooting you because they feel threatened, is gonna happen. You're setting them up for failure.
3: Yes. And so the reality
2: yes. is that those are the types of conversations that need to happen more often, yes. because yes. we're not living in a world that is in our head. That idea of what the a perfect world—we're not in the perfect world. And the reality it, it, is,
0: we're so setting you
2: know, these young people up for failure. But so let they're me ask you a question:
0: With based on what what you just said, Blue, and and with what Nate just said, do you feel like? And I'm, I'm I know I'm pushing a a button here because I. It
1: needs to be said then. That
0: means it needs to be said. Because of who inspired this question. Do you feel like these programs that are in place are in place and set up to promote a victim mentality among our people?
3: Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that went
1: along with what we were saying earlier. A lot of these systems and structures are no longer working for us because they they become crutches. Mm -hmm. They become crutches, and 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 I've been saying this for years now. A lot of these therapists, being so at, at one point, the the child they were having struggles, they would be sent to an outside source. This person now can come to their classroom and take them out at will. That's yeah. a part of their 504 plan. That's a part of their IEP. That's a part of the structure. And also, if your insurance laps. That that person stops seeing your child.
2: So now
1: in the
0: school building. So you so well as a teacher, you have no help, even though that person wasn't there for you to begin with.
1: It is your re- if I send this child to the office, guess what? They will do they send will gonna talk right to them, put them back on course, and send them right back.
0: So the child does not learn how. Does not learn a coping mechanism or coping skills with how to deal or with
2: conflict, right? But it's not
0: conflict it's
2: resolution, no. it's not that. it's the because guess what? Those skills that you're naming are the those skills the parents lack, right? Because and and the reality, and, and it's uh, sad because you sit back and you think of um the situation you say, these again. Like I said earlier, many of the social agencies that was created are now, are detrimental. Mm-hmm. First of all, because the individuals that are at the helms of these agencies and, or are or, or or employed, they're coming from a very judgmental perspective. Yeah. And what they're yeah. measuring you off of is how they would approach situations or how they might have the situation. How do you have a white woman Oh, oh. a white man who lives in a rural part of baltimore city oh, tell you about man. the impact of baltimore city if they don't even live amongst the people that they serve well, their they don't even don't, travel uh, in the neighborhood amongst no the people they serve i don't yep. care if people have problem with what i'm saying it's a fact yeah how do you have someone tell you how well, how yeah. to engage age in a community when you aren't even a part of that community. You can't tell me that you know what it's like to travel almost 20 blocks to find a supermarket. And so you you don't get fresh food. You don't understand that. So when you cut off their food stamps, they don't have a means of getting food. That's the reason why they want to bust you upside your damn head and take your damn wallet.
3: Right, and I'm gonna tell you what
1: well, they treat the system. You, symptom you and are to get to the all are all this, off. and and I never thought I thought I would leave the school system because my artist life took off. I never thought I would leave the school system because I was fed up. Hmm. I never thought I would leave because I didn't feel safe yeah. and I didn't feel protected. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a plan. My savings don't look nothing like it should. Right. <laughs> My, you know, I got to think about health insurance and all those things now, but it comes, you have teachers leaving specifically in this topic. You have them leaving because they don't feel respected. They don't feel heard. Mm -hmm. They feel like, yes, the point of us being here is for these children, Mm -hmm. but guess who's also in this building with them for the same amount of time as this child is here. Yeah. And I'm not being, you have teachers being beat up and bully. I have a friend that has really permanently lost this, this part of her finger. Wow. Because the child saw her hand in the door and purposely slammed the door on her hand. Wow. So she's disfigured now permanently.
0: No, nothing happened to the child?
1: No, the child was put right back into the classroom. My, my friend was out for an extended period of time and they put my, that little girl back in that classroom. They're in the same class the same place. How does that make sense? And, then, and and I know we're kind of filtering this through the school system, but overall, this conversation is about our inability to be able to communicate effectively, our inability to be able to have accountability and, and really understand where our mental health is and what options we have. And then taking the step towards yeah. those options. I know that's not always easy. I'm sure Blue can attest to that, but yeah. something has to happen. So I'm saying I know your I know a lot of the purpose of your organization, Karen, but I am saying do not put it in the school system.
0: Oh, no, no, no. My, my goal, one of my long-term goals, I don't, I, I'm not even going to put a limit on it because I feel like the way things have been happening, it may come, I'm just going to put it out there. I want to create a community school. I want a community school to be birthed out of this organization.
2: I believe want a not, Believe it or not, the, um, the one thing that I truly, if I, I had a million dollars, I wanted to create a boarding school for young people to remove them from the environment of the city. Mm-hmm. and to provide them with that kind of campus life where right. they're able to socially develop and emotionally develop under the guidance of individuals that are skilled to provide them with the education, a, educational and emotional support that they could actually, um, you know, grow. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that one of the things is, is that uh, a lot of times the visions of individuals that it, it makes sense, It, it they mean well, um, the execution is a little bit off, right. and a lot of these agencies that guide them is off. You know, um, the, 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 what they want is the money, um, and especially with a lot of these social agencies, the nonprofit agencies, right. because the government right. is providing them with a lot of funds. And what happens is is that they go to pockets, and they're not a- actually going to the community right. or the right. that they're supposed to be helping. Also, the advocacy for some of these social agencies aren't there. You know, right. um, you got you got doctors, you got big pharma. You know, when it comes to government, you you could go to any Congress place or any place space, and you're going to find a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer. Um, they're they're represented in terms of for a lot of the social so agencies, social agencies. There's not a lot of representation. If the representation is there, it is from individuals that have no clue about the populations that they're working with. And wow. so then it becomes, I want to help the poor black people by um <laughs> instilling um the Mormon's virtues on those poor people that live on Green Avenue. Because if they all think like Catholics, they would be wonderful people. But <laughs> well, that is so far from the damn truth. Or on the flip side, I think if they had Jesus in their lives, <laughs> then they would be wonderful. No, that is not what no sorry.
1: No, and no thanks. Because it's not helpful. And there is just these theories, these theories of how to get these people back together. That's why and I I said that to you, not to say you can't address those educational issues with these parents, but it needs to be at home in home environments. Because I can and I felt like Friday when I Pack my shit up and walked out that building, okay. never to return to it. Uh, I I felt that I had did all I could do because I I can give you everything, okay. but if it's not being reciprocated at home or if it's right. not being doubled down on at yeah. home, I gotta keep doing that every time I see you. It.
0: It's like potty. It's like trying to potty train a child that's in daycare
1: yeah the
0: daycare the daycare provider is probably training the child but if if the parent is not still running the running the play it's
1: not gonna happen (laughs) and that and that's and and i I think something as simple as that even when i was sitting talking to the principal i said you are hiring people like me to bring a balance like my my all my valuations strong classroom management, strong classroom management, you haven't even been able to see what I know, because you know, I'm good at being stern. And you like that, because that means less visits to your office. But you don't understand a pileup of stress. It was me and one, it's two, it was only three black males in that school. I was the art teacher we had the gym teacher and then we had the new fourth grade teacher and they and it felt like the two of them kept trying to save me like helping jumping because they, um, they had been there longer and they understood what that felt like mm-hmm. and i was doing every like doing everything i could and i've always done that but it just felt like it the women were just like you know we are just waiting for this to work because if it doesn't, if you don't have good classroom management, next. But they can't say next now. Okay. Because typically somebody that was having issues with parents and students, they would fire them. But because they need you, they will give you pep talks. But that's it. And uh, and just the communication that we have with each other, just in general in life, I think is so off, Because the expectations on both sides aren't being communicated, are being expected without communication. And then we're left with, well, you should have known. Or, you know, you you want me to make the world better, but you give me all these restrictions. It's like telling me, I need you to walk across that street and pick that thing up and bring it back. But you can't walk, you can't run, you can't crawl. (laughs) Nobody can carry you. So how the hell do you expect for me to get over there? Use you your <laughs> mind. Get a lasso. Think about it. Think about it, and it's going to happen. And that's, a, that's what they leave you with. And then... And it's, go, it's, ahead. It's, go ahead. Go um, ahead,
2: Blue.
0: No, you can. Uh, I was just saying, that just seems like a really frustrating way to be, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm a hopeless optimistic.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> And I love know, it though. I love it. I love it. I was there I like 10 years ago.
0: I cannot we can only eat the elephant one bite at a time. And this is just my contribution to taking that elephant down. You and,
1: know.
3: And, but and you, have a,
1: you have a way of doing it that well, it the, the the rhetoric that's going around the school is students or people in general can't learn from people they don't like. And I have the biggest problem with that. That's that's what What they're... What
0: liking you have
1: to do with anything? With educating you. That's That's, that's what's in my contract. To be able to teach the standards that they have come up with. Not for us to become best friends. That's not what the administration is. And I know what it feels like to have a teacher that you like and how great, how fast you were running into their classroom every day. But you're teaching children bad habits to go into adulthood with. Wait, but is that really what the administration is saying? That- yes, that When I tell you when we have our professional development, it's this teacher of the year that has been teaching for 30 years, and now she's been teacher of the year umpteen million times, and all these accolades. And they, our principal plays a clip from one of her, she had a TED Talk, and that was one of the last things that she had, and that's what she's been quoted from for years a teach a student cannot learn from a person they don't like that's not and true. i get that but that's not something you should be telling a child but that's, that's not, not something you should be telling a
3: educator.
0: in real life you're going to encounter in the workplace you are going to have to work side by side your supervisor, you may not be a, you may not like your supervisor. Or your supervisor may pair you up with someone who has to train you for your job. And that person might not be somebody you might want to go to happy hour with. That is not preparing students for life at all.
2: So unrealistic. And but that's that's, the, that's my, my point. You, that that's my right point. That's what but that's my point. And the reality is is that, oh, in order for me to effectively work with, uh, to be effective in school, I have to be taught by somebody that I actually like. That doesn't, that make, like. Any, that doesn't right. make any logical sense. But, 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 it's not but, even logical. But the now, what it means is you may be more in. receptive of mm. information from someone you like, you like. But again, it is what do you mean? You're there, is understanding the intentions. My intention isn't for you to like me, my intention is to educate you so that that's you can true. have the skills so you don't have to depend on me right. and you don't have right. to worry about like me because you actually know how to do it for yourself. But that's that's where that's where the I I, I just have a problem with that rhetoric right there. Well,
1: because, yeah, I guess when in, both of you are in human service you know fields, but you're dealing with the adult versions of what I am dealing with the child version now you understand why some of them come to you in that way because this has been something that's been being said for a number of years now it's not something new from COVID. this is something that's been said for a number of years that's why teachers will get off to get fired and he was like yeah. well damn they just saw start working there they will get fired because i couldn't make my my classroom like me enough to behave for me to be able to effectively do my job. Now, so you I will get say, you. I like you I'm playing
2: devil's advocate. Okay. You, okay. you have to actually like the population that you're working with. You know what I'm saying? You have to genuinely want to have a concern for the population that you're working with. I think what happens is, is that what people don't really understand or don't even give any is that um, you can go in, and this is me, you know, I I enjoy what I do. I don't like the I don't like a lot of the administration and the bureaucracy. I right. don't like the bullshit. And so if I, I have to, I mean, so my thing is, is that, I like what's on, I, if I have to swim through the shit to get to the fruit on the shore, <laughs> chances are I'm not gonna to wanna to swim through the shit. And that's what many of these professionals are doing. Educators have to swim through the bureaucratic shit in order to really do but the,
1: I'll, say this, I'll say this, and it, it may be some exceptions, but the educational field is one of very few professions that you cannot that you go into for the money or the applause. You know what you're getting yourself into. You know what you're getting yourself into. You believe that you can make a change in it, but it's one of the very few professions that you know what you're getting yourself into and you have to start off with passion. I don't, I've never met a teacher who you were like, this ain't, uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. And you think that it's not for them because they can't control the environment. Well, well, I didn't come there for
2: that. But see, the thing about it is, is that a lot of times, again, when you're going to these fields, for instance, you don't go into, you can't go into um, the criminal justice field and not meet a criminal.
3: Right.
2: So and we if you got,
3: but we don't see So and for me, so, so, that so, so me, and my, my
2: profession, for me and my profession, you know, um, there is I have to work with all people. So that Indeed. may be a sex offender, that may be a murderer, but I have to treat the sex offender the same way that I would treat someone who likes to plant daisies and mm-hmm. and bake cakes and and help the um homeless. I have to treat them like they are human. Yeah. I can't a sex offender and you did this thing that you this type of person because they have a backstory too. Mm-hmm. But the reality is and that's what a lot of times when we are in these professions they're not preparing you for the reality of what you're going to have to endure. When you're in classrooms it's not like when we were children and we had the, we all sat in rows and the teacher would say hello class and then the class was like, hey Ms. No. <laughs> no. because the society that we live in has created this climate and you have to unfortunately deal with the product of that climate when they come to your classroom they're not coming to your classroom with the support and the the, you don't get that you get you have to really teach from the ground up
0: it almost seems like y'all need to, to it almost seems like in today's educational climate they need to, in the orientation with the parent and the student, it needs to be like the Joe Clark school of this is what it's about to be. As long as your child is in the school, this is what it is. And if you don't think that's what you want, like, get up and leave, now. Like, that's what it sounds like you might have to go. What, what, this what, will, what
1: mean, will happen fitting. if that if that was to happen, you will have the that be like, look, get your shit together because I ain't got no other school to send you to. And then you're going to have parents that be like, man, fuck this. And they go going to leave. That's but at fine. the same time, it's, it's, it's okay to for, have for that to happen. For that to happen, we have to understand first accountability and understand why people need
2: it. If but who you are do, you holding accountable? This is going to happen. That's the, that's the big question. Who are you holding accountable? Because right. we could sit back I can say, let's hold the parents accountable for the children's behavior, but do you have to look at how did the parents become the parents that they are?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And it goes up bigger. And now it's now, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. The reason why this kid isn't getting the uh, the discipline or you're not getting the support is because the agency that's governing them, whatever that may be, is -hmm. saying, well, look, don't do that.
3: Mm-hmm. So when we,
2: say who, we, when we say we need to hold some, uh, the people accountable, who are we saying we're going to hold accountable? I've right. looked right. at some rules and stuff like that. There are a lot of innocent people that are locked up now.
3: The lack of accountability.
2: Lack of accountability. We looked at a whole television series where the police were able to do what the Dang hell they he wanted to do. <laughs> no accountability. And guess what? As a result of that, 14, 14 people were murdered. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And no one's, none of them lives can come back. Right. And had someone been responsible or had somebody been held to some accountability, there would not be that. So yeah. who are we talking about?
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: that's the and question. We that in with. Said, so this is the artist. This is the artist exchange really? at be exposed radio. This was my co-host, Nate Kouser, and did, our wonderful it, guest, it, Karen Gilmore. And I am your host, Blue Waters. Come join us again next week, at same place, same time, Be Exposed Radio. This is The Artist Exchange. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Reach
0: out to the auntie field at Best 2021 at gmail.com.
1: And we'll share oh, the flyer no, say also again. for the event.
3: Okay. Say it again. Oh. Yeah. Reach Would out to the, aunt, the Auntie's Guild it.
0: email. Mm-hmm. It's agbbest2021 at gmail.com.
1: And we'll post that on, uh, I'll post that on our social media. Thank you all. Uh, Blue is psychotic. And he's a little crazy. He's one of the children that we were talking about. Do so that. this is the manifestation of that. Yes. Uh, get on it. He's just test study right here. Yeah. Uh, peace <laughs> out, people. Good. Give See me my lunch week. and money. I've had a
2: lot of Frosted Flakes that was um, seasoned with lead. <laughs> I need my money.
1: <laughs> See y'all people later. Just pray Hi. for him. Pray for them. Just pray for them, please. I'll do that, y'all. <laughs>
2: good
3: talk this is
0: a good show it's really real i mean i just Thank you. I, I, y'all make me feel like in my old age that i'm so naive but i i still have hope you